We are on Ksubis, the very bottom of Lamed Vav, Omid Beis, 36b4, in the Archical Gemara. Moving on to Lamed Zion, Omid Aleph, 37a. Uh, we are in the middle of a discussion about the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. It seems that Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion, uh, definitely according to Rabbi Yochanan, and this is, will be the understanding as we continue on with our Gemara, that there is no concern that a shvuya, a woman who is taken into captivity, that she, that we are not concerned that she engaged in sexual relations. It could be that uh, her captors, um, uh, they, they did things to her. Uh, they forced her to do things, but it wasn't the actual act of sexual relations where uh, we are concerned either that she's no longer a virgin or that. Um, is concerned that she's pregnant um, or that she's not allowed to stay married uh, to her husband who is a Kohen. Um, all of these uh, are not are not issues according to Behuda. So again, um, it could be with regards to uh, her Ksuba. This would impact how much money she would receive for her Ksuba uh, when she gets married. Do we view her as a Basula, as a virgin or not? Which would impact her Ksuba. Um, and uh, with regards to whether or not she's allowed to marry a Kohen. So the coming, the coming Gemara will also discuss the following ramification about there's a concept uh, that if we are concerned that a woman is pregnant or there's a possibility that she became pregnant, uh, so let's say she's married and she either gets divorced or her husband passes away, we have a concept called Havchana, which is that uh, she has to wait three months before she could remarry because we want to make sure that we know, in case uh, she has a child, uh, we want to make sure we know who the father is. Again, uh, without getting into modern-day applications, because today we could potentially test whether or not she's pregnant or DNA. But before all of that, um, we were concerned uh, for Havchana, of waiting three months. And even today, uh, without getting into the, the specifics of the halacha as it applies today, uh, there would be a, a need to wait three months. Uh, so the question is, well, what happens if she's taken into captivity? So if she's taken into captivity, do we have to be concerned that she has to wait three months before uh, she has sexual relations with, uh, let's say, her husband once she's freed? Uh, because should we be concerned that maybe she became pregnant uh, while she was taken into captivity, that she was, uh, God forbid, raped? So Ramile Rapapa Barshmuller of Yosef. Rapapa Barshmul asks Rav Yosef that according to Rabbi Yehuda, there should be no concern, right? It seems that for Rabbi Yehuda, there should really be no concern. We're moving on to 37A1 in the Arts of Gemara. Is it really true that Rabbi Yehuda holds that if she's taken into captivity, she remains in her state of purity, that nothing, we don't view it as anything happened to her? Vahatanya, but we have the following Brisa. So we're going to quote a Brisa uh, where the main point of the Brisa is really the second half of the Brisa. There's one discussion. In the first half of the Brisa, that's not, it's not relevant to our discussion, but we're quoting it anyways, really for the second half of this Brisa. And the Brisa says as follows, Essentially, there's a Machlokas as follows. Uh, we know that uh, when a woman has her period, uh, so then she becomes impure. Um, and halakhically tamay, impure is the wrong word, but it's uh, the word that's used. It's not the correct word. Uh, but she becomes tamay, 
such that uh, anything she touches will then also have Tumah uh, associated with it, um, with regards to the laws of Tumah. And then also, uh, she's not allowed to have sexual relations with her husband until she goes to the mikvah. Uh, the question is, let's say she sees, she sees blood uh, that's from her period. So how far back do we go? Uh, so with regards to a regular case, in a regular case, we either go back 24 hours and we say that she uh, most likely uh, had her period already from 24 hours before, or we go back retroactively until the last time she examined herself to know that she was tell her that, that, that no blood came out of the vaginal area. Um, and whichever is the lesser of these two periods, whether it's 24 hours or whether it's the last time that she examined herself, so then we'll, we'll, we will retroactively go back to that time period with regards to the laws of Tumah. But with regards to anything, let's say she touched something. So the question is, did that become impure? Did it not become impure? So in a regular case, we would generally go back, let's say, 24 hours or until the last time that she checked. Um, and there's a, there's a lot to discuss with regards to that topic, but it's really not for now. What the Bryce is discussing is what happens if she converted within the last 24 hours, let's say. So she converted within the last 24 hours. A non-Jewish woman uh, does not have the laws of Tumah, and she does not become a Nida. She doesn't have the status of a Nida, of uh, the status of, of what happens when she's Jewish and she, and she has her period. They don't have that. So when she converts, we'll say within 24 hours, Rabbi Huda says, because we do not go back 24 hours, because even if she had her period when she wasn't Jewish, it wouldn't halakhically be significant, it wouldn't be recognized. So therefore, it's different when if she converted and we say that um, it's just, we, we, we view her as Tame moving forward. With regards to the laws of Tama, it's just with regards to moving forward, we do not go backwards retroactively in time. Rabbi Yossi argues and says, no, we would still go back in time, let's say, until uh, we won't go back 24 hours because this is within 24 hours uh, that she became that she became a convert. Um, but we will go back until the point that she she went to the mikvah to convert, um, and that's the position of Rabbi Yossi. Again, this is not really for now, but that's the first part of that brisa. The second part of the brisa is: Well, if a woman converts, so then does she have to wait three months, or does she not have to wait three months? So Yehuda says that she has to wait three months. We have to be concerned that maybe she engaged in sexual relations before she converted. And Rubiosi says that no, she could get married right away. She's allowed to get married right away. Why it is that she could get married right away, according to Rubiosi, will be discussed in the Gemara in a few minutes. Uh, but the point of the question of the Gemara is to say, well, oh, we see that according to Rubiosi, if she's uh, not Jewish and she's converting, so then we have to be concerned that she engaged in uh, sexual activity. So then, so too in a case of a woman who's taken into captivity. Now the Gemara will answer the obvious answer and say, what are we talking about? We're comparing a convert, a non-Jew who converts, to a woman who's taken into captivity. A convert... Uh, might not watch herself and, and uh, be concerned before she converts, but when it comes to a woman who's Jewish and taken into captivity, so then she will be careful and make sure that she does not engage in sexual activity. So, uh, what's the, that, the Gemara says that there's an obvious difference between the two. One's a convert and one's uh, a woman who's taken into captivity. We shouldn't ask from one to the other. So says the Gemara, well, we really have 
the following brisa that really is, which is discussing a woman who's taken into captivity, and then there there is a question here. We could have the following contradiction. Again, Rabbi Huda, in general, we're understanding that Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that when she's taken into captivity, that we are not concerned. We are not concerned, uh, let's say, that she was raped. Um, so, but we have the following If we have a convert or a woman who's taken into captivity or a non-Jewish slave who then converts, so it's similar to a convert, and they're above the age of three, moving on to 37A2 in the art scroll, Rabbi Huda is of the opinion for all three cases, including the case of a woman who's taken into captivity, she has to wait three months, which seems like we, this means that uh, we are concerned. Rabbi Yossi has the same opinion that he had earlier. He says that, no, there's no need to wait three months, which the Gemara will explain in a minute why, why Rabbi Yossi says that there's no need to wait. But the question is, it seems like we have a contradiction within Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda now says that we are concerned uh, that she that she's pregnant, even though earlier Rabbi Huda, we understood within Rabbi Huda that there is no concern. So the Gemara says, Ishtik. Rabbi Yosef was quiet. He wasn't able to answer it. But then eventually he has an answer. Amar lei, midishmi'alacha baha. Amar lei, hachi amar of sheishes, shiru'a shenivala. Rabbi Yosef says, well, have you heard anything about these statements of Rabbi Huda? And Rabbi Papa Bar Shmuel says, he responds back and he says, you know what? When is Rabbi Yehuda concerned and says that you have to wait three months? It's talking about a case where there are witnesses that see that she was engaged in sexual relations. If she was engaged in sexual relations, so that's when Rabbi Yehuda says you have to wait three months. If we are, there are no witnesses and we don't know anything, so then Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is consistent. It stays the same. We are not concerned according to Rabbi Yehuda. The case here where he says you have to wait three months is a case where there are witnesses who saw that she was engaged, engaged in sexual activity, in sexual relations. So... And that's why he says to wait three months, which makes a lot of sense. The big question then is, my time is Rabbi Yossi. So then how can Rabbi Yossi say that we do not wait six months? Rabbi Yossi says she's allowed to get married right away. How, how could that be? So Omar Rabba, Rabba says, uh, Rabba explains within Rabbi Yossi why is it that, uh, that she's, uh, she's allowed to get married right away? Because when a woman is engaged in sexual relations which are not allowed, which are not allowed even if it's uh, forced upon her. Uh, so then she uses, basically, she uses a cloth to make sure that she doesn't become pregnant, which is basically the idea Rashi explains that right after the sexual relations, so then it's like she, it's, uh, it's like she, uses, she uses a cloth to get rid of uh, the semen and so to make sure that she doesn't become pregnant. It's... Uh, it's a way to prevent her from becoming pregnant, and so that's what she does, because this is uh, she's taken into captivity, and uh, this is forced upon her. So she does this after they engage in sexual relations to remove the semen, so that she doesn't become pregnant. Bishlam, so the Gemara says, well, we have three cases. We had the convert, uh, the non-Jewish, con- uh, the woman who become who converts. We had the woman who was taken into captivity. We also have the non-Jewish slave who becomes free. So how do we figure this out in all these cases? Bishlamagiyoras came in the Daitalegurya Mintiranasha. I understand if she's converting. So she knows that she's gonna be converting momentarily. So she will uh, use this cloth 
because she wants the she knows that she's converting and she's going to be careful. She's going to protect herself from becoming pregnant. Also, if she's taken into captivity, she doesn't want to become pregnant, um, and um, and hopefully she'll be free soon. So therefore, she too will use this cloth. And so too with regards to the slave woman, uh, she also doesn't need to wait three months, according to Rabiosi, because let's say it's a case where she hears that um, that they plan on freeing her. So since she hears that they plan on freeing her, so then she'll be very careful. But what happens if it's all of a sudden, suddenly she goes free? What's the case where suddenly she goes free? Again, we're talking about a non-Jewish slave who goes free right away. If the master um, knocks out her tooth or eye, so then the master has to free her, is required to free her. So that's the case where it happens right away. There was no warning. So then why is she uh, protecting herself to prevent herself from becoming pregnant? So the Gemara says, The Gemara essentially says... That Rabbi Yossi really said a statement even in a case where there is no warning, there is no plan that she's going to go free. How do we know this? Because he even says a statement that there's no requirement to wait three months in a case where a woman is seduced or raped. Uh, Rabbi Huda says that you have to wait three months. Rabbi Yossi says there's no need to wait three months, i.e. any case which is outside of a case of a marriage, essentially. Rabbi Yossi will say that there's no need to wait three months if she's married and then they get divorced or the husband passes away. So then Rabbi Yossi agrees you have to wait three months. But if they're not married, they do not have to wait three months. Why not? It's any time, any time that she is not in the context of marriage, she will make sure that she doesn't become pregnant. She will... Or, or, or she'll try her best to make sure that she doesn't become pregnant and she will just use this form of a cloth uh, after the act of sexual relations to prevent her from becoming pregnant. And that's the position of Rabiosi. If it's outside the context of a marriage, so then one does not have to wait three months. The Gemara says, Well, why does Rabbi Yehuda say that one would have to wait three months? Again, we came onto this whole question because of Rabbi Yehuda. And we asked Rabbi Yehuda says with regards to a woman who's taken into captivity, that we're not concerned that anything happened. So why does he say that, that one would have to wait three months? Because this is a case where they saw her engaged in sexual activity. Um, and so therefore, uh, there's concern. But why doesn't he hold like Rabiosi to say that, well, maybe we should assume that afterwards uh, she used this cloth to prevent herself from becoming pregnant. So the Gemara says, no, Rabbi Yehuda is concerned that she didn't do a good job. Rabbi Huda is concerned that she didn't do a good job. She wasn't able. This wasn't a foolproof, and so therefore uh, she didn't. Pre- she wasn't able to prevent the pregnancy, and therefore she has to wait three months. Rabbi says that no, uh, we are less concerned for that, and so therefore she does not have to wait three months. And that is the argument between Rabbi and uh, Rabbi Huda. Just as a, as a final point, this is a Gemara which is discussing. Uh, the removal of the zera of the semen of the man. We know that there is a prohibition for a man to be for hashchasas shechva zera to destroy semen um, and to not use semen for the act of sexual relations. There's a prohibition on the man uh, to just destroy semen if it's not in the actual act itself, um, which could be why Rashi here says that. She uses this cloth after the act, that during the act, 
uh, it was a regular act of sexual relations, and afterwards she uses this cloth. But then there's a bigger discussion also whether this prohibition also exists uh, for the woman. Um, is there a problem for her to remove the semen or not? Is, is there a problem? Would that depend upon whether or not she's obligated in the mitzvah of pru revu, of having children? Are the two linked? Are they not linked? So this is, uh, these are big discussions that stem uh, from this Gemara. We've also seen this Gemara, essentially the same Gemara in, in the Tractate of Yavamos. We studied this Gemara. Um, and so this is a, this is a big discussion uh, found here and also found in Yavamos with regards to whether or not there's a prohibition for the woman. We know that there is definitely one for the man, whether there is one for the woman as well. Okay, we'll continue with the next topic in the next class.